Hello, podcast fans. Adam Carolla here. I'm leading the fight against patent trolls who are threatening this medium. It's not about me. It's about the podcast you're listening to right now. If I go down, this show could be next. So visit fundanything.com forward slash patent troll for more information on how you can keep podcasting alive. Thank you and mahalo. The following program is a podcast1.com production. Podcast1.com presents the Ask Women Podcast. Uh-huh. A place where two comics and a professional wing girl get together to dissect the female mind. You don't know how I feel. And explain it to men in terms they can actually understand. Booze. Now, here's the lovely ladies of Ask Women. Hey everyone, welcome to the Ask Women Podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source. I'm Kristen Carney, one of your co-hosts, uh, comedian, etc. Check me out on youtube.com slash see you next who's comedy. And of course, we're here with Marnie Kinris, the best-selling author of Get Inside Her, and of course, the relationship expert. And we're luckily blessed to have Sex with Emily back with us today. I'm so glad to be here with you guys. Emily Dr. Morris. Dr. Emily. Dr. Dr. Emily Morris, Emily. that's true. True that. I got to get used to that. It's been a few years, but I, um, I host the Sex with Emily Podcast, which you can also find on Podcast One and iTunes and I'm on Twitter and Facebook sex with Do you Emily. demand that people call you doctor now? I don't, but some people do like, hey doc, I'm like I'm not used to it yet. I would do, I would make you start demanding. I okay. make people yeah. call me doctor and I'm not even a doctor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> doctor person all the time. Doctor, yeah. In the bedroom? Hey doc. Oh, oh, hey, that doc? could be some role playing. Yeah. I bet, I bet I'd rather me. be the nurse. We should have asked Susan that. <laughs> I know where you're going. Yeah. I know I know where you're going with it. We should have asked Susan Pinsky that if she calls him Doctor Drew in the bedroom. I wonder. Oh my god. So we had Susan Pinsky who loves you, by the way. I love her. She was very open and revealing with us. They they have sex every day. Did you know yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, she, she talked about she's her open sex and life. revealing, or the biggest liar ever. Yeah, but I don't believe that second part. She no. talked about their entire sex life for an hour on my podcast, really? and it was so funny because she and Drew are so different. People Drew Pinsky, he hosts a lot of things, but Love Line and CNN, his HLN show, Everything. and everyone knows everyone knows actually, yeah. right? But his wife, they're so different. I mean, they've been together 30 years. They're yeah. amazing. They have, this amazing, they have triplets. I mean, they have this great marriage. I mean, you know, of course, every marriage has issues, but they just, they have sex every day. And it's funny because I record in the Loveline studio. And so they're not in their youngest years either. No, no. They're like in their 50s. And she talks about, you know, just his penis and, and how yeah. often they have sex and what he's into. And it was like, but the funny, the best part is, so we were recording my show in the Loveline studio before I do Loveline. So Drew walks in. <laughs> I think he's like, Susan, what are you talking and she's about? Like, and then I got really wet and I look over because Drew's like a man of science you know doesn't talk yep. about his stuff and she's just like open yeah. she's great I no, I love it I like yin, that it's balance. a good yin yang it is a good yin yang mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I would trapped. say that I have a similar balance with my husband but in the v- very beginning of our relationship I swear to god I had bruises all over my ankles because he would be <laughs> kicking me under the table because of the things that I would be saying because <laughs> it would make him so uncomfortable all the things that I was very comfortable putting out there and he's like what is wrong with you but I love you because right, you're so you. crazy and you can say this stuff and then he's obviously Obviously, you know, now he just says, oh, that, that's Marnie. She's right. going to do that's, that. See, which I feel is the same that. as Drew and Susan, exactly. which is very nice. They're adorable. I mean, I, I love them. They're great. They're a great couple, and they're, they're just really solid. They communicate. He's good. Everyone's like, is he really that nice? I'm like, he's awesome. Like, yes, he's he so is really smart. that nice. And she's, she's amazing, and she's fun. They just took me to a fundraiser last week in Pasadena. Was this the, like a oh, ball? Oh, yeah. She was talking about that on she our show. She hosts this yeah. ball. And she's like, I want you to come. I want you to come. I want you to sit at the table. It turns out, like, they wanted me to come and hang out with their friends and meet everyone, but she kept trying to fix me up with all these doctors oh. around. And she's like, that's Drew's friend. And I'm like, oh, my God. They're <laughs> like this tall. And this is not my guys. I Would you ever want to date another doctor? Um, I mean, I would. I don't know. I'm an equal opportunity dater, really. I don't <laughs> mind dating a doctor. I don't think a sex doctor might be odd, but right. um, a doctor doctor. 
So, yeah. so do you date guys of, of uh, yes, I was going to say a wide race, s- but like, <laughs> but what is it? Like a wide spectrum of yes, men. So there's like not so like, many. oh, they have to be rich. They have to be this. Nothing. It's just all over. Nothing. It'd be easier if it were that way. I want to be like, you know, I want them to be, this sounds so cliche, but like, interest, I want to learn something from them. I want them to challenge me intellectually. I want to be attracted to them, have chemistry. I mean, this is the good news for men. I know guys decide in two seconds or less yeah, whether they're going to sleep with someone, but I think for a lot of women... You can meet someone, and you're like, oh, he's cute. And on the second, third date, you're like, I can't wait till he rips my clothes off. Because, again, that's what I was talking about. The brain is the largest sex organ in a way that women get turned on by their brain. Men can say certain, certain things or do, they kind of I grow just, on you. My, my joke on that wasn't for me. It was actually just saying some women are really dumb. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, right that's right, what totally. I was trying to say. And I was like, oh, whatever, I'll go. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. No, but totally, that's what I mean is that men, we can, we can more intellectualize things. Like, he might not be the hottest guy yeah. initially, but then he becomes that way. Where I think guys aren't like... I'm not attracted to her, but maybe she's got a great personality. Yeah, like, right. Raise your hand of any guys that write none. There's yeah. no, no one. Yeah, exactly. What so, was the story that you wanted to share, Kristen? Well, um, I was, I know this episode actually might not come out until a little bit later, but I was just going to say, I, I was walking by the Independent Spirit Awards this weekend, which oh. is in Santa Monica. I had no idea it was happening. But That's were, how we always find it, too. It's always by mistake whenever we walk yeah. by. Like, oh, there's a celebrity. And it's funny because I never walk ever. <laughs> just that day <laughs> yeah. I wanted to go on a walk. So anyway, my boyfriend and I walked down to the ocean and you know started noticing all these limos and um of course i wanted to stay and see if i saw anybody matthew yeah. mcconaughey and oh, so i was waiting and he my boyfriend's like oh this is so dumb like i'm i'm leaving and i was totally fine with it because we were there for a while and he went, wanted to watch a basketball game so i was like you go i'm gonna stay and wait and see if i see anyone exciting and so i was standing there and this old man i would say I would be giving him the benefit of the doubt to say he was young the youngest 75 he okay. was an old man and I love old men. I think they're adorable and cute. So he came up and stood next to me, and I was like, "Oh yeah, a little puppy." And so I just was going to like, like be nice with him, right? Mm, I get. <laughs> but he go. So basically, what happened was. He started asking me questions like, what is this? You know, what celebrities are supposed to be here? And so I was just explaining it to him and I was talking very loudly, you know, <laughs> just kidding. And uh, so he said to me, all of a sudden it like got very strange. And he's, and it almost seemed like he was faking. He said, you know what? Um, I forgot my, my phone today and I had my phone in my hand. And he said, I am supposed to um, make a phone call. Could I use your phone? And I didn't want to let him use my phone. I was right. just kind of like creeped out by that. Yeah. But I didn't know how to say no. And so I said, okay. And I could tell he obviously didn't know how to dial, like use the iPhone. Yeah. And so I dialed it for him and it went straight to voicemail and he left a voicemail and it sounded fake. He was like, hi, um, call me back. And then he just like hung up. Okay. And then he said, um, I would really like to take you out to dinner. <gasps> that was his move. And I was like, so. That's an old school move oh right my there. God. Yeah. And first I dropped my knees and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, uh, so I said, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. You know, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not available, but it freaked me out because I let him use my phone and I thought, was he doing that to get my phone number? You know, like I called maybe his phone. It was an 818 number for, you know, like the Valley oh. it was. and that I would a, definitely not say anyone technique. in the Valley. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it creeped me out kind of, but then I realized it just went straight to voicemail. So okay. it probably wasn't ringing, you know, it was so probably it probably didn't pause, like delay, delay. So he could like think about how to ask you out. Yeah. yeah. And I could not believe it. First of all, I thought, am I, do I look that old? Am I really getting that old but then I thought well maybe he just has balls and he was right. just really I going was, for I it. was thinking Funny. is he really that confident I love it because I get guys writing into me all the time saying like oh, I'm 55 and there's this girl that I like that's 35 is it okay if I go for her I'm like fuck yes yeah, go, go for, for whatever it. girl that you want to have the confidence
confidence to ask for what you want right. when you want exactly. it. Exactly. 75 after, with uh, 30, how old are you? Uh, 30. Maybe roughly 30. <laughs> but yeah, go for whatever you want to. I, right. I love this man. I, I drop your right. That would have been a good thing. Exactly. Well, I was like, if you were on the other side of the fence and you were like with these Matthew celebrities, maybe I would maybe. think about it. Right. right. Yeah, but, you know, I, of course. Good for him. That's I love guys that. Just, like, I think it's a good story. They're always trying to like, you know, double, if you, you know, they do always second guess, them, second guess themselves when they find someone attractive or they just do it. What do you got to lose, right? Just mm-hmm. ask them out. Don't, don't overthink it. I always say, he was like, I only got two days left. I want yeah, exactly. to be a part of it. Right. I want to be a part of it. Exactly. I always say, don't reject yourself. Let her do that for you because right. you're just you're just messing up your opportunities so true you're right. missing out on countless opportunities so so what about you emily yes. you're the single one in the room I am. how do you like to be approached because you are a very busy woman you're a very successful woman so i'm sure lots of guys approach you continuously what, what is the approach that you like best or that you respond to the most Honestly, if they, you mean if I'm just out and about and a guy approaches mm-hmm. me, I would Both. say. Like, let's say you're at an event or let's say. If, 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 if he interests me, if we're having an interesting conversation. And it, but and even before that interesting conversation, what would be the way for him to come up to you and start talking? I would say just, um, so who do you know here tonight? Or what brought you? Even though it can just be like, yeah. I mean, usually it's like observation or like, uh, how, you enjoying the show tonight? You enjoy this wherever we're at? Uh, you, what kind of beer you're drinking? No, don't ask me to get me a drink. Because then you, women, when you ask them to buy them a drink, they feel mm-hmm. locked in. They do. Yeah, I don't know who you are yet. And you're going to buy me a drink and then I feel guilty. Right now, I'm five minutes. Drink. Exactly. Yeah, don't do that. Really drunk but you're just, if he's just charming, like now you owe them something. Exactly. I'm like, I do not need anyone to buy me drinks. You know, unless he's maybe he's cute. And I'm like, check it out. I'm like, okay, right. you can buy me a drink. Right. But, but usually that's not a great way to start. I would say if a guy just comes up to me and he's confident, again, we can't talk about that enough, but it's so hard to explain because guys are like, I think I'm confident. If you're not sure you're confident, you're probably not, so you got to work on that. And if you think you're co- really confident, you're an asshole. Right, exactly. That's another good point. <laughs> you're like, obviously, I'm I think you Art have just to waved, be of course. Life, life's work for men and for women is to cultivate your confidence. If you don't have it, you have insecurities, which we all do. They're never going to go away, but if you have the ones that are plaguing you from dating, whatever you can, if it's therapy, talk to your friends, whatever you got to do, listen to the show, listen to my show, try to do things that give you more confidence, that's going to be attractive. So a guy who just walks up and he wasn't like staring at me and ogling all night or whatever and he wasn't like, hey, so you look hot or... I mean, but he could say, I like your dress. That's a cool dress. I mean, something. Like, I don't think that's lecherous. I mean, really, it's just, it's about the person and the energy. I got it. It really point. is. I know. Energy. Energy. But, but yeah. it's, it's like how they, how they approach you and just take like, a conversation. Guys. Don't give me like, like a pickup line, you know, like don't do that. Unless you're going to talking. make fun of yourself afterwards for using that. Exactly. Line. One thing that I always say about confidence, because I think a lot of guys think that if they, you know, when we're looking for confidence, it means continuous 24-7 confidence. Confidence actually means that you just have the ability to bounce back really quickly because you have a tool belt full of tools that help you not go into that negative hole and that negative hole doesn't start with just one little error happening. Right. Right. You keep going. Right. Exactly. You keep going. So yeah, confident people like Obama, Dr. Drew, uh, all of right. us here. Like we have our down moments as well. We just don't sit in those down moments. I was crying before. Which, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you were. No, right. I mean, yesterday probably. Well, but, <laughs> following yeah. the introduction, there's always like the texting thing that people ask about. And later on, we're going to have Michael Fiore. Oh, that's a good one. On the phone with us telling us how to text your ex. Is yeah, he's really good at that. Yeah. So he he actually, um, he has a couple of products. One One's for men and one's for women. But it's about how to text your ex back. And he was on the Rachel 
Rachel Ray show. And um, I watched his like little five minute thing on the Rachel Ray show. And he gave a couple of examples to people uh, and people who were in the audience had tried what he had said prior to the show um, being aired. And they actually got their exes back. Wow. From the text that they had written. So they, he, he they actually knows them. what he's talking about. But it's also for people to re to learn how to reignite that spark with the women or the men okay. in their lives yeah. currently. Well, so it's kind of like getting back an ex exactly. Like it can just ago. be keeping her interest, keeping whether you've been dating interest. her for a week or a month, because we can, let's not deny it, it's all happening through text messages yeah. these days. Like younger, like my nieces or whatever, like fourteen, 15, they, they, they never talked to a man, a guy on the phone in their life. Like they probably never will. It's all uh-huh. about knowing how to craft text and what to say, and really how to keep it going. And that's why I always say people like foreplay all day, and that's kind of what texting is. And you have to know what to say. <laughs> I like, totally agree. You don't have to be a great yeah. writer. You, spelling is important, at least for some people. Like if you can't spell, like, yeah, that kind of annoys for me. me. But be fun, you know, and you can learn the stuff. So I guess Fiore will. Teach yeah, he's us definitely going to teach us. It's so funny that you talk about like how people don't use a phone right. anymore because literally when people call me, I have this one friend right. who, who calls and I just stare at the phone and I'm like, <laughs> right. what do I do with this? Right, right. It's like, I don't want to be locked into a half an hour conversation. Right. It's, it's a whole, I have whole like, thing. I have and I'll like, text her back. I'll be like, I, I, I know you think I'm an idiot because that means I'm here. I could have answered, right. but I'm texting well, you back. It's I'm so, so bad with the phone that I'm relieved when I look down and I see it's a creditor calling and not a friend. <laughs> right. I'm like, yes, I can ignore <laughs> this and no answer. one will care. Right. Exactly. I know, it's, it's horrible. So true. But it's you got to so- learn. It, it is an art because the guys are like boring textures, like yawn. Like, I, I'm not interested because if, if you don't see someone for a while or you go on one date, you want to keep that spark going from the date. So you got to yeah. know what to say. Well, this is a, a, a common theme because you were talking about this on the, up, the other episode from last week about being engaging. Because when you were talking about Tinder, you're like, some guys write to you and say, hey, beautiful, or like just like yeah. blanket statements that mean nothing exactly. that don't engage you in any way. And you like literally write them off as boring. Right, I did. This one guy said, hi, I like your photos. That's just like saying, hey, nice rack. If we yeah, exactly. Bar. I'm like, right. I- I'm not interested in you. But then the guy who said on Tinder, he t- the first thing he said to me was, so how many words is it going to take? Question right, mark. Right. Like, I thought that was playful and fun. And I messaged back. And it's yeah. creative, slightly, but not trying too hard. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe he same... used that with 15 women, but it totally worked on me. But it's I'm... the same thing with approaching in person. Because like, this is how it feels to us. It's as if you walk up to a girl, whether it's through text or through approaching, and you say, I like dogs and then stare her in the face and say nothing more. That's right. what your statement is doing to us. So imagine if somebody were to come at you and just make some blanket statement in front of you and then you have, you, there's no automatic response that comes out of you. So right. like the automatic response is alrighty then. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, like get the fuck away from me. You right. are exactly. creepy as hell. I don't want to be talking to you right now. Right. You want to be smiling and confident and just like observe something happening in that moment. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I mean, like that you easy. said observe because I, I haven't talked about it in a while, but I have this method for, for creating attractive conversation with women that I talk about in my product, how to become a man women want. Um, but it's called OSA. It's observe, share and ask a question. It's so good. And and it's, right. it, for people who don't know how to do it naturally, it's something you can practice right. and get into. Um, and I'll just give so like a little easy. exercise yeah, for, yeah, for right now. One. So it's for the observation part. How to start okay, pretend observing? We're at, pretend we're like standing in line at the coffee shop. Oh, how would you do role playing? Yeah, let's role play. I, I would observe and say, God, it stinks in here. Or like, it smells amazing in here right now. Like that muffin looks absolutely amazing. Or something 
not your right. muffin and then top. I might Some say, sort of observation. Right. Are you saying I'm fat? No, yeah. I'd say. Uh, <laughs> I say, well, you could. Yeah, you it's good. good. I've never tried this one. Usually, I get the cinnamon swirl. But, there, but at least right. it invokes some sort of conversation back, right. rather than just making a blanket statement exactly. out loud. But so for observations for the people who are listening, and this is for men and for women, because it's it's it really is an engaging way of having right. conversation. What observations do is they cut out all the bullshit formalities. No, hi, my name is Marnie, and I saw you from across. None of Ugh. that bullshit that's there that all of us hate from saying here? and doing. Exactly from around. Horrible. It's as if you start talking to somebody as if you're already in conversation with them. You know them and you're not asking for permission to jump into their world. You're saying, do you want to jump into mine? Because I'm freaking interesting. But a good way to practice making observations is literally whenever you're walking down the street or walking wherever you are, just start observing the things around you and then adding on to the observation. So if you see a lamppost, okay, go back into your memory log and in your mind, or you can say it out loud if you want to and look like a crazy person, but you can start saying the things that you know about lampposts and what that lamppost has reminded you of. Oh, I used to make a uh, giant make out with this girl like when I was 14 years old, so standing up against a lamp, right. whatever it was. But start start creating associations with the objects that you see so that you can get into the practice of observing. And that you have an opinion on them exactly. as well. Right. Exactly. So hopefully that makes sexy. sense. It is. Like, I, mean, I think that's attractive too. Someone who's showing a mind, they thought about something and they see something that's just interesting. Yeah. In the moment and the well, way they say it. It's funny because we had David Wygant on a couple of weeks ago. Um, and it's, he, he's actually the person that I came up with this method from by, by watching him and the way that he interacts. Cause he's, he just jumps what does he in, do? he just jumps into conversation with people and he will make an observation. And I realized after watching him do well, it, for example, Example, yes. Uh, oh. When he came into our show, I walked in with food. He's like, "What'd you bring me to eat?" Yeah, that's yeah. And I said, good. "Chicken liver." And he goes, "Oh, I love chicken liver." And I said, um, "But I see how I, you remember everything yeah, that he said." Right. Yeah. And I was like, "Well, actually, it's quinoa." But you know, I was really disappointed when they told me they were out of chicken liver. That was literally right. our first. But see, that's a great if you were having to be attracted right. to him. Right. That might have been interesting, right. or maybe you are. I don't know. No, right? Like, <laughs> no, but absolutely boyfriend. Not. But I'm saying, but I'm saying that that that's interesting, right? right? Oh, like, yeah. What'd you bring me? Like, that's such a like, and it's also like what you might say to your friends. That's how I always tell guys too. Like, think of how you are with your buddies. Like, yeah. what you would say to them if they walked but in. But I think I think though for guys. And I'm going to really uh, say how amazing I am here. But not everyone could come back like I did. Like, oh, right. you know, it's chicken liver. You know, somebody would be like, oh, I got I got spaghetti or whatever. And then the well, guy can't really banter with certain Okay, so women. I'm going to ask you. So before we get into full estrogen mode here, <laughs> I want to ask you, because you're a comedian, right? So you've been improv. Yes, you're, you're mm. freaking funny. But what is the way for guys to learn how to be witty if it's not natural for it's a hard thing yeah, to learn yeah. for me i went to improv classes so i learned out of, about how to draw associations and how to actually spit things out of my mouth that i wanted to say but i was holding back well, on in a comfortable space i think a good way to do it because i know for me i think the re, the way i developed a sense of humor was number one i hated myself but number two <laughs> was that my dad always had associations for things that you know, so if you said um, if you said the word, oh god, it's gonna be so um, like well, something he would always say would be, um, we're gonna go to the Grand Canyon, but it's closed. So it's like 
obviously you know something like that can't be closed. So it was like he always was making these connections to things that like could work together but didn't work together. And so my brain, whenever he says something, I know exactly what he's going to say next because I know his rhythm that he's piecing things together. It's almost like a puzzle of items and things that exist in the world and somehow he makes them fit together. So if you hang around people that are funny or if you watch comedy a lot, you'll start to see that there's almost a formula. Mm. And you're smart enough to be able to, you know, if you can do math, you can figure out, you know, oh, this equals this and then that equals funny so you can really it's you can't be naturally funny but you can see how it works and so you can pick up how okay, it so, might happen so this is the last topic that i want to talk about before that was total we bullshit, go by the way to our, our, our michael fiore is calling in today awesome. but um it's interesting because this is actually where i wanted to go to with emily but it's about uh having knowledge as power because it's funny that you just said that for comedy and i would probably say the same thing for sex so there's people who write in and say i'm a virgin i don't know what to do blah blah um and then people who are like i'm not funny what do i do I think it's great that you can actually educate yourself to build confidence. You don't actually, in the very beginning, need to do those things in order to build the confidence about that skill set. So for sex, if you haven't had sex, you can go out and educate yourself about sex so that right. you are very familiar. So you can go and listen to, you know, yeah, Emily's podcast. podcast yeah. Exactly. And you can listen to, exactly from our episode from last week, about how to stimulate the clitoris, what to do, how to pleasure her. Right. Most guys don't know those things, so you will already be better than them. Exactly. And same thing with, with being funny in comedy. I think it's interesting that you just said go out and watch comedians watch their timing observe and even just being in that space you'll start to find yourself incorporating more humor into your conversation but if you isolate yourself and just like fixate on this lack of information and knowledge then that's where you're going to stay forever exactly and there's that fear like i don't know what am i gonna do i don't know and i think that we get into such anxiety mode i don't you know that we procrastinate or we're scared about it and then really what you should do is take all that energy that you're worried about being a virgin or worried about not being funny and start educating yourself so yeah start listening reading books talking to your friends it's it's okay if you're a virgin you're not supposed to know how to have sex guess what you haven't had sex yet right but learn what you can talk to your girlfriends talk to everyone and then you'll feel better but mm-hmm. we spend so much mental energy in life no matter what it is worrying and worrying is and what so we don't protective anxiety and what we don't have like anxiety all that stuff is such a waste of time and if you think you're not good at it from the start Add worrying to it, you're definitely not yeah, good at it. You're, you're totally not, fucking you think yourself. You're not yeah. good. You're, you're not. Yeah. You know, like exactly. the more you think you are. So think that you will be. You are already. It means so much to us that you download our podcast every week. It's awesome. It gets us out of bed in the morning, and we just want to ask you to do us just the little teeny teeny incy weensy little favor. Just check out our sponsors. Literally, without them, there is no show, and then that means there's no us. It's like a right. little domino effect. So if they leave us. We have to leave you, and we don't want to do that. No, because they we are love the doing this show. Here. Right. They put us here. I mean, we're in these seats because they allowed us to be in these seats. So please, please, please just check them out. Support them in any way that you can. Yeah. We will love you for Well, life. And you can figure out who the sponsor is by whoever has a small advertisement on our show every single week. So every single week, if you can do us that favor of going to whoever we speak about, go to their website, check them out, enter a coupon code, whatever you want to do, but go check them out and, and show them that you support us by supporting them. But Thanks, coming honey. up next, we have Michael Fiore on the phone with us because he's in San Francisco and he couldn't come down for this. But he's going to be talking to us about how to text your ex back, which I think is fascinating. So hopefully he'll give us a few texts that you can use to get your ex back. And we'll be back in a minute.
Hey guys, it's Marty from the Ask Women podcast. Buying a car is a not so fun experience for most people, and it doesn't have to be. At TrueCar.com, they'll help you get rid of the fear that you may overpay. You know when you'll get a fair price because they show you what others paid for the car you're looking for. TrueCar.com analyzes what people are paying for their cars in their market and shares it with consumers so that they never have to overpay. Over 40,000 cars were sold by TrueCar certified dealers just last month. Users see an average savings of $3,046 off MSRP. True Car certified dealers go through a certification process and you work directly with a True Car representative that will honor your savings. True Car certified dealers believe that truth and transparency are essentials to a better buying experience. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what others pay for the same vehicle in your market and around the country. Second, register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings certificate. And the third step is simple. Just print out your certificate and take it to the True Car certified dealer for a better hassle-free buying experience. TrueCar has the most comprehensive new car pricing information available and a certified network of dealers that offers a hassle-free car buying experience and negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Support the Ask Women podcast and shop at TrueCar.com. Thanks for listening to another great show from PodcastOne.com. We've got over 200 of the most listened to podcasts in the world. And with the NBA playoffs rapidly approaching, be sure to catch Short Corner with comedy writer Justin Halpern and NBA journeyman Paul Shirley. Steve Nash. Yes. I know. Catch the launch of Pussycat Dolls founder Robin Anton's new podcast. Kim Kardashian checks in. Kim. Hi. And if you're really feeling crazy, Podcast One has the Honey Badger coming soon. Hey, stupid. What's going on? It's all happening now at PodcastOne.com. That's PodcastONE.com. You're listening to the Ask Women Podcast, a Podcast One presentation. Whatever. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. We have, um, of course, a lovely guest on the phone. We have Michael Fiore, who's going to tell us all about how you text your ex back. But before we get get to him, I want you guys to buy stuff on Amazon because we need your support. Mm-hmm. So make sure if you have because like, we need to like stay on had, the air. That's right. what it is. It's not even your support. We need to stay on. Well, right. When we had Jordan Harbinger here, he he moved to San Francisco and he said he bought literally thirteen thousand dollars worth of stuff on Amazon for his move, and he forgot to do it through our link. Uh, I know. So please make up for his lack of Yeah, so if you're things. moving, yeah. buy shit through our yes. our link, winggirlmethod.com slash Amazon. And yes, we have Michael Fiore on the phone with us. Hello, I wish Michael. I could buy my house through Amazon. Seriously. <laughs> we wish you could buy your house through yeah. Amazon. I just bought a house like four months ago. I, I know. Preferably a $4 million dollar one. Yes. I know. But it wasn't through Amazon, so we don't care. Right. That's true. Exactly. We don't get commission on that. <laughs> Actually, I just bought a house, too. Yeah, wonderful. I know. We're all homeowners now. It's so exciting. So exciting. It's an American dream. I live in a one bedroom. Wait, so Michael, so tell us about you. Like we, uh, we, I know about you. Emily knows about you. I don't think Kristen does. I have no idea. Yeah, she's like, I don't know who the fuck you are. Emily and I go back years and years and years. Years and years. Yeah, Yeah. I first started podcasting. I met him. Yeah. Yeah, Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm Michael Fiore. I'm uh, I, I'm like the, the secret relationship guru, I guess, or something like that. Not so secret. Know. Lots so of people secret. know about you, so yeah, I wouldn't yeah, say it's so secretive. It's, it's, but you don't realize that when you're just living your life every day. So, uh, yeah, I run a company called Digital Romance Inc., which you can check out at digitalromanceinc.com, and we do all sorts of fun stuff teaching people how to have better relationships. I always say uh, we teach women how to find love and men how to get laid, but we really <laughs> teach guys how to find love, too, because a lot of guys actually do have these emotion things and actually they love. Of getting laid. Send them my yeah, number. Yeah, women, right? want get, women want to get laid as well, but you know, and the, uh, the, the 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 general idea is somehow people. It's always funny to me when guys write into our uh, our emails and things like that. 
and somehow think women don't like sex, which is always the strangest thing to me, because I'm like, well, we wouldn't have any kids in the world if women didn't like sex, too. Well, there's also but forcible sex, but I mean, well, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> well, we're not going to go there. <laughs> yeah. I'll, probably, I'll, I'll share some of the creepiest emails we ever get later if you want. Oh, yes, okay. please. That would make um, Christmas yeah, Day. So yeah, we, we so have, happy. I mean, we do that, and we have a lot of programs that teach people how to uh, use uh, text messages, how to get what they really want in life. I had a program called Text the Romance Back that I was on the Rachel Ray show for like four four years ago now, I guess, or something like that. I was talking about that in the beginning half of the show. It's a crazy program, and it works really, really well. And uh, from from the great Odin-like uh, head of, uh, of uh, Text the Romance back, we ended up with Text Your Ex back and Capture His Heart and Make Him Love You Forever and a new program called Get the Girl Code, which is pretty cool, and other stuff like that. We also have a podcast called the Digital Romance Radio Podcast that I do with So you're like Emily. you got a lot of shit. You have a lot <laughs> of yeah, stuff lot out of there. Going on, yeah. I know. going on all the time. We're building an empire one day at a time and helping people have better relationships. I will say, honestly, our podcast, uh, Nora, who co-hosts that show with me, uh, we always joke that we could really just play a recording over and over again called, Why Don't We Use Adult Words and Actually Talk to Each Other? And right, you right. solve a lot of the problems that you're having in your relationship, but that's okay. <laughs> but let me, let me share with you really, really quickly the really creepy email that uh, Maggie, who does all our customer support, got from a customer the other day. And he wrote in and said, Michael, I desperately need your help. I am in love and want to have a sexual relationship with my 48-year-old stepdaughter. (gasps) Can you help me do this? If you help me do this, I will pay you a lot of money. Oh, yeah, my I, God. Yeah, I get those all the time. Yes. Oh, my God. Actually, the creepiest, actually the creepiest one we've ever lot. gotten, I think. It's pretty. And it was a mother to a daughter, stepmother to a... I think it was, I think it was a guy in, oh, like, okay. his 70s, I think. Maybe it was your guy. It was my guy. I was just saying I got hit on by, like, a 75-year-old. That's who he was calling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. I have the number we saved. Those. We also get my favorite that I got man. years and years ago. It's from a woman uh, uh, who obviously did not speak English as, a, as her first language. She said, Michael, uh, I am in love with a man, but this man keeps sleeping with my sister and getting her pregnant. Pregnant, what did I do? <laughs> Keep getting her pregnant. His name is her husband. Keep that... getting her pregnant? Like, what's the, I don't quite understand. Right, right, that right. Is that is hilarious. That is So many people are listening and they're like, fuck, <laughs> you can't answer these questions. I'm not listening to the show anymore. Right. So I, I yeah, want to know, because your, your specialty yeah. that you started off with is how to text mm-hmm. the romance back. And then later yeah. on it gets into text the X back. But I, I would love to talk about that a little bit. Like yeah, maybe some like yeah, three. Texting is awesome. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, tell us about texting, because we were talking about communication in the very beginning half of the show and there was three women talking so we want to hear the male perspective as well but talk about like texting and how it's the new form of communication and how Mm -hmm. challenging it can be for many people Uh, it's super challenging we get emails from people all the time who are just absolutely dumbfounded by the entire thing actually the first program we ever had for texting was one called text your wife into bed oh enough and okay. it was all around. I mean, originally that was kind of built for married guys who were like, hey, I'm not getting laid anymore because there's that whole idea that somehow when you get married, you don't have sex anymore. I'm married. I still have sex, but sometimes people don't. How long have you been married? Uh, <laughs> a year. Well, I, haven't, I haven't been married long enough for Let's the talk in a year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so we created a program called Text Your Wife Into Bed, and a lot of guys ended up buying that. It would write me these breathless testimonials afterwards saying, hey, I used that curiosity magnet text that you sent me and used some sensual language and all of a sudden we're actually having sex again. And then Text the Romance Back was kind of our way of uh, PGing that up because unlike this podcast where I can say things like, fuck, you can't do that kind of thing all the time on TV. So we did Text the Romance Back and billions of women bought that program and used it to try to get that spark back, you know. Uh, But texting, I love it because um, people are really busy these days. 
you know? It's kind of hard to, like, you know, spend a lot of time together in your relationship. If you're like me, you know, I'm running a business, I'm doing other things, my wife has a job, all these other kind of stuff going on. And what I like about texting is it's a way to kind of create a telepathic communication between you and that special person, whether you're dating them or married to them or whatever else, uh, during the day so you can feel like you're spending time together even if you're really, really far away from each other. So what are you, what are some of the techniques you're using in the, what are you actually saying in these texts? Well, I'd say the first thing you do, I'll tell you what not to do first. And this oh, is the good. I love the not to do. Guys make all the time. And guys particularly will, they'll meet a girl or they'll have their wife or whatever else, and they'll send a text, which is what I call a nothing text. Oh, we're talking about that before. I've got a phone yeah. full of them, yeah. Yeah, and a nothing text is pretty much any text that could have been sent by a 19-year-old frat boy, whether you are a 19-year-old frat boy mm-hmm. or you know what. And for some reason, guys in particular, they'll like meet a girl, they'll be dating, and they'll send the text like, hey... Ugh. Or what? <laughs> right, exactly. And nothing yeah. else. Right. That's nothing, exactly what we're talking about. And nothing else at all. By the way, for guys who are listening, uh, women hate it when you put the responsibility for the conversation on them. We yes. were just saying Absolutely that. Absolutely hate it. Yeah, yeah right? we were just saying So that. as a guy, you actually have to have something interesting to say. It's, it's almost like, you know, every woman is like, you know, why won't guys just pick the fucking restaurant? Right. As opposed to saying, hey, where do you want to go? doesn't matter where you want to go. Just pick a place and fucking right. go there and you'll be, you'll be better off. But through Text the Romance Back, what that program is, we, we start off with kind of a, there's a bunch of like accelerating texts as time goes on. The first is what I call a curiosity, curiosity magnet text. And the idea is to use curiosity curiosity to actually get somebody's attention. And usually the way you do that is by using an incomplete thought, right? So you would send something Similar along with the, the lines. To them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you would say something along the lines of can't stop thinking about dot 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 right? Or okay. something like that without actually filling it in a little bit because that way it's not complete. It's not something she can kind of just like blow off but actually causes you to get a little bit more involved. From there we have, uh, there's a whole section on things I call bait questions. And bait questions sound incredibly cheesy until you actually start using them. The one I always kind of use as an example is something like, uh, if I were a genie and could grant you three wishes, what would they be? Right, but anything that kind of breaks the regular monotony exactly. of the day. Exactly. You, know, you don't different. send them things about. Oh, by the way, if you send that uh, that genie question, and if they write back and say, "I would wish for more more wishes," you are allowed to make fun of them viciously for not playing the game right. You're not mm-hmm. supposed to break it. Right. right. Uh, and then we have other things. That actually, program goes deeply into sensuality. Good. Right. Because the number one thing, especially the guys, have to understand. Uh, I always explain to guys, I'm like, you do know that women like love reading. Uh, Literotica kinds of stuff. They love reading romance novels. They love reading things like this. I always say, you know, words for women are kind of like porn for men. There Mm -hmm. are women that like to watch visual porn. That's true. Overall. And if you want to get good with the texting thing, it's basically you can write your own kind of special little custom romance novel for a woman that she gets while she's sitting at work rubbing her thighs together desperate to see you again that night. It's fun stuff. So give me one of these. I'm I know, seriously. I'm rubbing my thighs together in anticipation. <laughs> oh my god, Marnie. Oh my god. Well, that was Emily, but still, I was thinking the same thing. You guys sound similar. I know, I know we people do. Always say people that. are like, wait a second, I know you. Compact and hot at the same time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'll I'll take it. confused a little bit. Um, you know, one of the things, I mean, I can kind of go off on a rip here, which always gets a little bit, a little bit funny. You could send something like, so you start off with like a curiosity magnet, then you start building up like with it, with that, with what I, oh, I call a favorite part text, right? So you would say something, say you had a date the night before, and you would say something along the lines of, my favorite part last night was when you pressed yourself against me, I could feel the craving in your body, your lips against mine, can't wait to do it again. 
right? Yeah. Something as simple like that. But you're just building in a little sensuality. <laughs> and then like if you it. really want to have fun, one thing, guys, like people always think that texts have to be short, but they really don't. You know, you got an iPhone, it's got an actual keyboard on it. You can send some pretty long text to somebody. And the main thing to understand is that most people are living their lives in incredibly uh, bored desperation. Zombie-like right. existence, yes. Right. Yeah, exactly, because every day you're getting up and you're getting up at 6 a.m. and you're going to the gym and you're, going, you're in traffic, especially if you're in L.A. or something like that forever, and then you fucking get to your desk and you're sitting at your desk and you're going through TPS reports or whatever else. And everybody wants to be distracted in some way and everybody wants to feel some kind of spark. I actually had a, uh, a girl I dated years ago before I met my wife. Uh, I was using some of the techniques that eventually became Text the Romance back on her over chat, actually, while she was at work. And uh, I may or may not have she gotten got her. Because she ended up going into the break room, which she thought was private, and masturbating. Wow. <laughs> which was which I was kind of proud of. Right, you're like was, Except there were other people in the too. break room. room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well she's a beautiful girl, I'm glad I kinda of do these kind of things. Turns out there was a camera and um, <gasps> Oh yeah, no. It may have been may have been an issue. But you're that good. That's what I love. That good. And the main thing to understand is to use like two power words that you want to use in texting. Two what imagine words? power, oh, power, power, power okay. words. Or imagine and feel. Right? The imagination is the greatest erogenous zone. Uh, if you can talk, we're actually doing a program right now called Language of Desire, which is all around dirty talk. And the thing around it is if you can engage a person's imagination, whether they're a guy or a girl, the sex gets way more intense, the relationship gets way more intense, right? Yeah. So if you say something along the lines of, you know, um, imagine if I were there right now, you see, me come into your, you see me come into your office, you feel this incredible chill going up and down your spine, I close the door behind me, a smile on my face, you feel the heat building up in your body as I slowly approach you, you feel my hands on your shoulders, all of the tension coming out of your body, like all of a sudden all of your muscles become loose spaghetti, my lips on your neck, you feel yourself push your hips back again. <laughs> you reading this? Jesus. No, I'm just riffing, that's just what I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So is, is, this, is this for guys, these are, these are for guys who are in relationships relationships already. Or oh, either starting way. I one. used to use this stuff on girls I just met all the time, and believe me, I got laid a lot. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it I always say imagination. That, it shows I always you're say doing something. I always say when you're with someone, like it should be like foreplay all day, and yeah. you can it accomplish that yeah. with with yeah. texting because you yeah. want to, especially if it's new or you've been together for a while, you might even need it more. But you want to keep that spark going. You want to keep it interesting, and well, the imagination, anticipation, in a way exactly. That's not, They're looking forward to seeing you. Milk today, right? Right, right, exactly. You're new in a relationship. You just meet a girl, and you can or a guy, right? And actually. By the way, women, I remember when we did text your wife into bed, this, this really, uh, this like 18-year-old British chick wrote me and told me that she started using this material on guys and had them wrapped around her little Oh, finger. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, because she was actually, you know, getting sexual with these guys in, in, a, in a faster way. And not coming across as slutty, but showing confidence, showing yeah, power. sexuality. And, imagination and sexuality and um, same thing with guys like you know most guys left to their own devices will not be particularly clever when it comes to their sexuality right they'll just right. kind of like I just want to put my dick in you that's all there is exactly. to it or they think that uh, sex they, they think that women are porn stars Right? right, but if you want to get a woman to act like a porn star, you have to really build up to that. Right, right. you have to you have to inspire her to want to do that. Kind make of her thing. feel sexy and wanted. Exactly, and make her feel sexy and wanted. Make her feel like the hottest bitch in the world. You know, make her feel like she's got. By the way, the biggest thing about text the romance back. The thing I tell guys to do is, you want to make a woman feel like you are a strong, confident, amazing, powerful man, and she can bring you to her to your needs. 
Right. Right. We want it to only feel works that if you're right. a strong, confident, powerful man. Nobody wants to bring a wimp to his knees. That's that's you. You were already there, buddy. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We do that every exactly. day. You're already there. But if you're confident and strong, and you you know you you can pick the restaurant, and you can have any girl you want, but you only want her. Right. Yes. That's the fantasy that. That so is many the absolute have. fantasy. Absolutely. That they are the special ones that win you over and get you to want them because you have so many options and you can choose to be selective. And that's the plot of every romance novel in the world, by the way. Right? Yeah. It's, the, it's, the, it's the millionaire businessman. It's, you know, even Fifty Shades of Grey is the exact same thing, mm-hmm. honestly. Right? All that kind of, I think Fifty Shades of Grey is shittily written, but whatever. Right. Um, but all of this stuff is really just the, the female fantasy that so many women seem to have deep in their, their genes, as far as I can tell, is the idea of, um, yes, you know, I'm a nice girl, whatever else, but I've got the magical sexual ability to bring this guy to his knees to make him worship me, essentially, right. at mm-hmm. that point. And that's why and women have so many fantasies about... he's still a man, about... and he's still going to pull my hair and fuck me hard and all right. that other kind of stuff, but I've still got some power there. Yeah, and they... as a guy, if you can give her that, it, it produces incredible results. Totally. I mean, I think that yeah. women, their biggest, every time women's fantasies are to be taken, mm-hmm. to be, yeah. because we want to feel like he is choosing us, like it's good for yeah. our ego, it's good for whatever, I mean, it's biology, really, we just but that, we, that we're desired, desired so much. That we're desirable. It's good for our egos. The whole thing. We want to feel desired. We want to be ravished. We want to know that you adore us and that you can't stop thinking about us. And yeah, that you've chose us. Like, but also, it's tough as a guy. The whole world like, I'm, a nice, about I'm a nice guy, and I fell into <laughs> a nice guy trap for years and years, right? Because I think guys, my I'm 36, and guys, my generation. I think Marnie, you and I probably talked about this once, and something else we did. I know a guy who's a really, really nice guy who's my age, and I was talking to a girl that used to date him, and she was saying, yeah. Yeah, he sat there once and we were making out and he said, is it okay if I touch your breast? And I just lost my lady boner in two seconds. Right. 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 He's just, and, but it's tough because as a guy, if you're a nice guy, you're taught to be respectful of women. Right. And there's a weird line that's hard to find between being respectful and being a wimp. Right. right. Where is that? I and mean, so many guys have the hardest time figuring out. It's like, well, if you just, you don't want to act like some misogynistic asshole, but you also still want to have masculinity and have power and, you know, make her feel like you're a guy who can take her. Who can well, well, there's her. this show called Mixology that's on. It's not actually yep. a, a very good show. Horrible. And I'm bashing it right now. But the, there was a really good scene that I actually have up on my website and my blog right now um, where a guy picks up a girl at a bar and he says to her, uh, but I'm a nice guy. And she goes, are you a nice guy? guy are you a guy who's afraid of what people are going to think about you right those are two very different things they're and she said every girl wants a nice guy they don't want a guy who's afraid to make a move who's afraid to make a mistake who's afraid to piss people off don't be afraid to piss people off you know what will piss people off don't do any of those things but don't be afraid to take action so i just want to like clarify that we we actually do want nice guys The thing that women want more than confidence is decisiveness. They want a guy yes. that can make a decision and go for it. You know, I was talking to a good friend of mine recently. Her and her boyfriend just got together. And the thing that made her fall for him is, like, she, she went to him and it was like, oh, I'm not really not sure. I'm still kind of have a thing for my ex-boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. And he said, you can think whatever you want, but I know that, I know that I'm incredibly attracted to you and that we're going to be together forever. And she just melted, right? Because he had right. made a decision and, and said it confidently it. and but wasn't emotional thing, about it. And it wasn't, but again, it wasn't a wimp about it. It wasn't like no, begging. it was clear you know, and definitive. Uh, for the X thing, by the way, we did a product called Texture X back. It does extraordinarily well. We sell thousands and thousands of copies for it. Um, and uh, we get a lot of, you know, people when they, when they lose a boyfriend or a girlfriend, they're at their most emotionally vulnerable, and they're kind of crazy. 
And 99% of them, uh, you know, you give a cell phone to them and it's like giving a hand grenade to a baby. It's a bad idea. Because what they end up doing is they send up texting their ex and saying things like, why don't you love me anymore? I can change. What can I do differently? How can I change who I am to be the person that you want me to be? And it ruins any chance they ever have of getting that person back. Because the way to get them back is not to beg and to plead and to offer to change all the other things. It's to become the person you were before your relationship fell apart in the first place. Right, right? absolutely. Become that person they were attracted to Finn, whether it was six is, months ago or six That's what we're getting at. No, I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. even, because you're talking about touch, the romance back, text your ex back. Yeah. So for people yeah. on all different levels of relationships. Um, people I, love texting. So we, the, well, they, yes, they, they definitely like, well, I don't know if they love texting, but they definitely use texting as a resource. Yeah. But mm-hmm. in general, most people, as they get comfortable in any scenario, whether it's a relationship, a friendship, whatever, they forget to put in effort. So even like what Emily was talking about before, what Michael's been talking about, um, about like, you know, rejuvenating your sex lives, rejuvenating your your dating life, rejuvenating your connection that you had once before. I think texting is a really great medium for doing that. And everything that Michael's saying about building up and creating tension, um, teasing a little bit throughout the entire day is something that can remind your significant other that you still want to put Put the effort in. Plus, you have an amazing imagination and right. can be super fun exactly. over text and build up that anticipation to see that person at the end of the day, rather than walking in the door and being like, "Who was your day?" And right. it's like fun. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. Let's have, by the let's way, have the thing sex. about text the romance back is most people, a lot of people, don't have a great imagination. They're not writers. They're not whatever else. Which is why that particular program is basically just done for you. I right? Love that. Yeah, it gives you here's templates and things exactly that you can learn from. Say, here's exactly what to do. You don't have to think about. It. Eventually, you'll get good enough at it that you can do it yourself but at first you can just kind of use the stuff and kind of see where it comes from there and it gets great results we get a lot I love of how everything is coming full circle because yeah. that's what we were talking about exactly. at the beginning half of the show it's about you know surrounding yourself with information and knowledge and then you learn at a basic level and you, you, you use a system that's in place for somebody else and then you take that system and make it into your own and then you can really own a skill set um, but if anybody wants to check out Michael's materials I know he's mentioned uh, 30 different products go to things. yeah go to winggirlmethod.com slash Michael F winggirlmethod.com slash Michael F and that will uh, take you to all of his materials and all of his products and all of his information and I definitely or highly suggest that you pick up a copy of something of his because he makes great programs especially get the girl code because it features somebody on this podcast (laughs) yes Um, but yeah but Michael thank you so much for being on the show it was wonderful to have you 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 guys anyway yeah Yeah, exactly next time you'll be in studio with us you can actually I will come down and we'll do one. Please do. Come on my show, too. I will, totally. Okay, good. Wonderful. Love that. All right, well, thank you. So good to talk to you. Great information. Yes, great information. I think I I should just send the guys who are sending me these lame messages on Twitter and just be like, just all I should write on Tinder and just send them your website. Oh, you should. Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly what you should. Just give them like an advice. You are so hot. It's like Yeah, exactly. Love your pictures and I'll just send them your link, Michael. When I first started doing this business 10 years ago, I I was going to print up cards and when guys came up to to me, I was going to say like, okay, here, take this card, go to my website, read a little bit and then you can re-engage me. I did that once. I did that once when I was like, yeah, a long time ago I talked about 
about it on the podcast. Some kid would hit him hit on me in Starbucks, and I was like, "Well, I actually am a host of, of a podcast called Ask Women. Oh, yeah. You're like really bad, that. so why don't you listen?" I've done that too, yeah. to guys. I'm I like, like it. I'm like, thank you so much for approaching me. I You're really welcome. no, no. I was like, I'll say to guys, I'm like, no, I'm like, thank you. That was I, I really appreciate it. I'm not interested, but you know, I talk about this for a living. You should keep doing it, keep trying it. But here's what you did wrong. Like right, in a moment, right, right. I know, I know. I always felt so bad doing I that know. stuff. Um, but thank well, you. I'm going to leave you guys. Yes. I'm gonna leave you guys with one yes. quick thing. Oh, yes. Yes. Please. Uh, one of the other great emails we got from a customer recently was a guy, and you guys can riff on this after I leave, I think, but it was a guy who wrote in and said, Michael, I don't understand. I caught a girl looking at my crotch the other day. Why would she do that? Your fly She's was a down. horrible person. That's why she would do it. I guess dirty, so, yes. filthy-minded bitch. And she smiled at me, too. The, oh, guys, the, girls, the, the girls, nerve of her. Do girls really look at guys like that? I can't Was he 12? Out. I mean, I don't His, his fly I, was I, down. I, I mean, he was in his 20s somewhere, and I'm like, well, you must have something there she wanted to see. I don't know what it might be, buddy. Weird. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you write back oh, to God. these emails? Yeah, you should just say uh, you are a fool. We write back to some of them, yeah. We use them for our podcast. We use them for our, our for entertainment. Yeah, like exactly. That. Or for other people's podcasts. Right. Well, yeah, Michael, so. again, thank you so much for being on our show. And Emily, yes. thank you so much Loving for being on our her. show. You're definitely going to have to come back again. Oh, for sure. We learned Anytime. so much from you. Well, from Dr. Emily. Dr. Emily. That's true. Doctor of Sex. Dr. Sex. Check out my podcast, sexwithemily.com. It's all there. Perfect. And Twitter um, and Facebook, Sex with Emily. Perfect. I love that. And check out a new podcast from the Ask Women podcast every Thursday at podcast one. That's podcastone.com. Make sure you subscribe. Yeah, so it's you don't super have easy. To manually go on and go to right. podcast one. You can just like have it automatically go into your feed so you listen to it into the car, in the subway, wherever you are, you can listen to it automatically. Um, and we didn't do analyze this again, but next week we will. But write your questions into ask at askwomenpodcast.com and we will see you next week guys thanks for listening we